0: We are helping to create a world of racial equity. When ordering online, use the code 846BOOK for a 10% discount. That's 846-B-O-O-K for a 10% discount at blissbooksandwine.com. Exploring the healing and culture-building practices of embodied anti-racism. This is with love and justice for all, with Reverend Ogden Holder and Reverend Kelly Isola. Hi, everyone. We are back this week with another episode. This is with love and justice for all. It is Friday. We're doing our headlines episode. In fact, so far uh, we've titled this episode "Dead Queen." Another headlines. Uh, which will give you an indication of what we're going to talk about. I am Reverend Ogden Holder here with my partner in Crime and Consciousness, Reverend Kelly, and we have conversations around embodied anti-racism, dismantling oppression, fostering liberation, and the special challenges that arise in spiritual communities and with spiritual seekers along the way. Um, We live stream this on Facebook so you can watch us live Tuesdays and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern time-ish. We are very flexible with our start yes, times. Yes, ish.
1: Let's, don't never forget the word ish.
0: Flexible <laughs> with our start times or recording days. Just a whole thing. But this generally, this is when it when it happens. Um, always, you can watch it anytime. Um, you can comment while we're live streaming if you want to join the conversation. We got a voice. No, excuse me, voicemail. That you can uh, leave a message at. That's 413 Get Holy or 413 438 4659 for those of you without letters on your phone. And as always, see all the things that we do at ProjectSanctus.com. We got some book studies coming up. We, um, uh, as always, uh, got affinity groups going the first and the third Wednesday of the month. And As always, to help support us and what we do, you can leave a donation. So uh, that's all I'm going to say about that right now. Um, Let's jump straight in. Um, Of course, we um, are going to talk about the thing that pretty much most of the world has on their radar, which is the passing of Queen Elizabeth. I don't know that we're going to talk so much about her passing. I mean, she was 96 years old, Uh, you know not the first time that they had some sort of like oh she's this might be it this might be it they already had protocols and plans in place for some yeah. time um but what's been fascinating fascinating of course is the world's response to her passing which is range from the expected sort of like uh, sympathies by world leaders and uh people being um sad and sorrowful that their mostly symbolic uh, head of state um has passed um the longest reigning uh, monarch in england's history seven spanning seven decades was it 1953 i think is when yep. she was um, crowned um, as, as queen um uh, and so it ranged from that to the other. Well, and, and oh, also, sorry.
1: I mean, I know this is people, you know, probably know what I'm about to say, but just to kind of put it to think of it as how long, you know, she she uh, was a monarch. Her first prime minister, she had 15 prime ministers. Yes. Her first one was Winston Churchill.
0: Yes, yes. That Winston Churchill of World War II. Fame. Yes. Yes. That. that yes. Yes.
1: That's a Um, long ass time ago.
0: It's a long ass time ago. She was 25 uh, when she assumed the throne. Um, And yeah, it is. It's a long time. 15 prime ministers. I know how many U.S. presidents. uh, I think it
1: was uh, 11
0: something. It was it was it was from Harry
1: Truman, from Harry Truman Truman. to Joe Biden.
0: Yes. Yes. So, yeah, she was around for a minute. Um, Yeah. And, um, and the other extreme of responses were, um, uh, uh, well, let's just put it this way. Um, Google Google Black Twitter and Google Irish Twitter. And if you didn't know there was such a thing as Irish Twitter, (laughs) they came out. (laughs) They they came out, um, which, um, and basically the sentiments by almost everyone who um, lives in a British colony or what was once a British colony or part of the British Commonwealth. Um, yeah, the responses were not nearly as honorific. Uh, they were, um, can we say in some cases just outright gleeful? Um yes. include, including a few things that I said, which which got a which got a rankled rankled a few folks. We can talk about that um in a second. Uh, but um her son prince charles uh bless his heart waited so long for this job and now he will he's assumed the title of king um it will be hilarious charles iii will be hilarious if he's only there for like 10 years you know um after after waiting this long and then after him son william is in line for the throne who is now 40 who's now 40 wow
1: yes i know right we all remember like, when, when did... they
0: were just kids.
1: Yes, <laughs> I feel yeah. so old.
0: I, didn't, I know. thanks for that. I didn't know that was going to happen. today. Thanks remind me how old I am.
1: <laughs>
0: Damn I it! Know. Oh yeah, you know, He's 40. yes, 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 he is. And and an interesting twist of fate. Uh, now because of this, um, if they follow their normal protocol, um, um, Harry and Meghan Markle's kids are now actually officially in line for the throne. And and, yeah,
1: but but after George Williams. Sure.
0: Sure. But I'm just saying simply because, you know, we know we know the we know the, you know, she wasn't let's just say wasn't accepted. Right. Can't imagine why. Um, But. But um, part of what's been happening is, again, of course, again, people who are in the colonies are are not rejoicing about this, and and we got to make the, the distinction. And and, and in large mm-hmm. part, it's people of color. Oh yes, yes, people of color um, who are not shedding any tears uh, yeah. of her of her passing, and uh, you know, the New York Times, I think. Um, uh, it was an opinion in the New York Times, uh, and the headline I think summed it up best: "More the Queen, not her Empire." Right? So, yeah. so, so there's there's the, the you know Elizabeth the person, but then there's Elizabeth the Queen, the title, the the monarchy, an institution yep. that yes. is based on colonialization of ravaging these nations of establishing genocide, borders, of genocide, <laughs> of torture, like you know, yeah. And 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 let's be clear. Not that long ago, right? We're, right. Not, we're not talking about like the days of in the 14 and 1500s. We're talking like 1900s that some of this shit was still going on. Talk to the people in Kenya. So
1: well, uh, um, and the Gold Coast, yeah, uh, in Africa, um, in they showed up. Um, it's it's in the late 1900s, like 19. Uh, uh, Nineteen eighty, I think, um, when Zimbabwe um, got their independence, yeah, yes, um, and so they and and still ravaging, you know, the Gold Coast of yes. natural resources, of um, um, uh, technology, agriculture, art, like like yes. colonizing, taking all of that, and since nineteen eighty and into the nineties, countries on the Gold Coast you know, of Africa, Western Africa, working to reclaim that. Um, But what, you know, up until not that long ago, uh, um, the, the empire, the British empire was putting men, the strongest men and women into slavery, into enslavement, stripping land of all of its, you know, fruits, literal fruits and produce and natural resources, um, foreign corporations coming in all of the mining that's that goes on to you know and and of course if you own a phone it's got you know metal yeah. and things in it that's been mine so it's not a like you said it's not a long ago thing um it's it's right here
0: yeah yeah um still and and, and there are those who would argue oh the monarchy is basically ceremonial and she inherited the system. Uh, she didn't create it. And she was a figure of stability and actually helped turn things around. There, there are many excuses that were being yeah. made on her behalf. And um, I want to read a sentence from an article. Uh, it's posted on Al Jazeera by Patrick Gathara. He's a, a writer and um um, Award winning political cartoonist based in Nairobi. And um, he said, he said um, this. Um, Some may argue that as a constitutional monarch, she wields little power over the decisions made and actions carried out in her name. However, by choosing to stay silent while she and her family continue to enjoy the fruits of oppression, she has effectively displayed either astounding moral cowardice or quietly endorsed those actions and decisions. And I think that's the key here. There's no way that the clean ignorance is going to hold up.
1: Right.
0: Um, That's not, that's not how these things work. Um, And um, as I heard on on a, a podcast today, it was a podcast called Higher Learning. Uh, they were talking about this and they said the royal family had a chance to begin to just begin to, to display a sense of awareness and mindfulness and, and begin to shift um, not just how they perceive, how they are perceived in the world, but how they exist around this by accepting Meghan Markle into the fold. Right. That did not happen at all, to the right. point where, and he said this: "He said, to understand the extent of the racism that she might have felt, in order to feel some peace of mind, she fled to America." Right. Think about that because it's a so minute. much better here. Think about that <laughs> for a minute, right? Right. You yeah. It's so bad over there. You gotta you gotta come to America to people. Uh, uh,
1: and because she's from here, she already knows how she them. already knows. She already knows and yet still, yeah. you know, yeah, come exactly.
0: home. Ex- exa- ex- exactly. So, so um and and in case those of you listening don't know, I grew up in Barbados. I was born and grew up in Barbados till 19. Um and Barbados was a former British colony. We gained independence in 1966, um, and it was only last year, um, even after independence, we were part of the British Commonwealth. The queen was still the technically the head of state, right? So she didn't um, um, exert any, any influence in the country's decision-making, but she still had a, again, basically ceremonial representative on the island. She was still considered the head of state. Her pictures are still places around. And it's only last year that uh, we fully divested ourselves as a country from that. And like any British colony will tell you, uh, present or former, the the results, uh, not the results, the the, the legacy of colonialism, we're still dealing with. Right? look at look at look at any former british territory um that's a mess and more specifically i'm so glad you said it former british colony is predominantly black and brown people Caribbean islands uh, india pakistan you know um still still struggling with 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 the effects of racism and colonialism when when um my, the minority white oppressors leave a land the the effects of of their racism and their oppression doesn't just go with them that that right. that stays around
1: yeah it's you're le- it's leaving a, a trail of records
0: it's leaving know, a trail records of records
1: behind um just just so I want to interject for a second just to, in, in a context of, you know, I'm, I'm the geek, the nerd. So I give a little history um, element of it, but it was the um, the origins of the British empire um, did not really begin long before, you know, uh, white folks first settled in North America, you know, in what we now call the U S but uh, started in the, uh, in the 16th century, that will be the 1500s, but late 16th century, but for the most part really got going. Here's here's, the, you know, roots of capitalism driven by competition with France. Of course. Um, yes. Um, to to go out and and you know put settlements in as you said the bahamas in or barbados but also in um bermuda in nova scotia in honduras you know in central america mm-hmm. but even before that like north america central america um long before that they were in india and they were there was the conquest going on in india um yes. and then of course um in in moving out towards um, towards North America, towards uh, the Caribbean, um, um, certainly winding up, you know, is the beginnings of um, the slave trade.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so so some interest in, uh, um, if you check out both my Facebook pages, but especially my personal one, uh, some, some interest in, um, it's been interesting to see the um, I I posted a, a a Twitter meme that's been going around that is harsh and I make no apologies for it. Um, it reads: I know a lot of us descend from families who were oppressed by the British royal family, but please be respectful when talking about the Queen. She was a matriarch to multiple pedophiles and a devoted wife to her cousin husband. And yep. um, it's been interesting to watch the the folks um spiritual-minded folks um come to the defense of of yeah you know this is not respectful somebody lost a mom somebody lost a grandmother you know right. where's the respect for the grieving and you know it's it, it 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 kind of felt a little bit like the when when there's a, a mass shooting and we say it, it's it's too soon to talk about guns Right. Right. When, when, when is the right time to to talk about it? That's what things? I
1: was asking people. I'm like, so right. when is tell me what's, quote, unquote, appropriate? When yes. is it the appropriate time to talk about it? Yeah. And it's it's, um, you know, I struggle with this. I spent uh, some time in elementary school living in England. I I loved the pomp and circumstance. You know, I was living there when her daughter, Princess Anne, got married and oh. all of the hoopla around that. Um uh is um and you know as people are you know mostly white folks pushing back on you know well she's you know she's dead like her body's not even cold why are you you know picking on her and coming back to the article you said about there's elizabeth and then there's the the monarchy
0: yeah
1: and yes. and it was she was married to it's her duty there's right. almost when you look at her her life, when you look at what she did and how she spoke, and, you know, there's very little that's personal to her. Um, and she's always, you know, that was, she believed that was her duty, the monarchy. And and it's interesting that when you listen to historians, when they talk about her, her reign, how she, there's always this comment in there about how she, you know, she made over or I can't remember the right, you know, we invented the monarchy, like really changed it up. And I'm like, OK, I'm not seeing that. Like and then they give not, some not examples so and I'm like, OK, but that's just new packaging. That's not the yeah. system.
0: Yes. And um, I and think also it's, also the so Her body's not even cold. Yet. I'm like, well, technically, her body was cold three minutes after she died. Like, that's, I know.
1: That's, yes, that's, OK, that's how so, death works. I know I'm. <laughs> You don't but, have
0: to be mean about no, everything. No, no. <laughs> I'm not being mean to you. I'm simply saying to people like and, and I, oh yes. and it was a and and here's the thing. No, we are not obligated to say nice things about people when they die, especially yeah. when we've been woefully slash willfully ignorant yeah. to, yes. To, yes. to the horrors that that person's role status institution perpetuated right and yes and- it's a
1: fact her silence is com- she's complicit
0: yes yes period now now will will things change now that charles has taken over who knows i'm gonna guess that a lot of it is going to of course maintain the same however however i will throw him i will throw him one iota of grace because when he came to Barbados, he came to Barbados when we had this ceremony of, of, of transitioning from a commonwealth to a fully, um, um, I guess, uh, republic. The, the, yeah. the, the Queen's representative, the governor general uh, became the, the president. And again, more more of a ceremonial um, title because we have a prime minister and a parliament that takes care of like the the the, the governing of the island, um, he actually gave uh, a a credence and an acknowledgement to the horrors that the British government spawned through their colonialization. It wasn't a full-throated apology, but at least it was a verbal acknowledgement and saying, yeah, we did this shit. You know, so, 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 for me that was like oh okay all right i i i i, I sort of see you sort of see you no longer just keeping that stiff upper lip and moving forward as if nothing has happened okay yeah. so 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 maybe a tiny step in the in the right direction there um you know the jury's still out and um and yes, and and then somebody posted again. The somebody lost a mother, a grandmother. This is this is a family mourning. I'm like, first of all, that family is not like anybody else's family. Okay, I will, I will, I will concede. I don't know what goes on behind the scenes, but we've heard enough about what goes on behind the scenes to understand that this was a family that, from the inception of their children, there is a train-in, especially those in direct line of ascendancy to the throne. There's a train-in um around how to be a royal and a lot yes. of that is not touchy feely cuddly stuff
1: right
0: so um well I'll there's a there's a, there's there. a
1: global there's a well there's a global diaspora yes. that is that has been ignored that has um uh not had a very loud voice and if if those you know the, di- those in this diaspora had a voice it's not being paid attention to. And the death of Queen Elizabeth is going to make those voices louder because they've been for centuries, three centuries,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, imperial atrocities, you know, colonization and genocide and, and just, you know, building wealth. Uh, I'm, I, I have to work at this too of separating between the woman and the institution And, um, and I, you know, all the time. Um, And I, I also think that it's what I find. So this may sound a little odd, but what what I find interesting is that, so it was okay. um, When George Floyd was murdered. Right then, all of a sudden, there's this attention put on racism in the United States, and Mm -hmm. everybody's trying to get in a book club, and you know, all all, oh look, it's still here, you know, kind of thing. So that was okay, um, because he was murdered, I think. But Queen Elizabeth dies, and it's and she, you know, there's a there's a whole bunch that goes with that, Mm -hmm. but it's not okay to talk about that.
0: Yeah yeah or it's too soon or it's
1: too soon soon. yes um so i i mean there may be obviously there's there's differences but it's but the death of someone is pointing to something much greater yeah that um their their their
0: death is actually pointed to their life
1: yes right and what what
0: what what not is what what better time to discuss their life than at their at their death you know um and and I, I got uh, one more thing, and then we can maybe move on to some other headlines if you feel complete with it as well. Uh, this is an Instagram post that that, that we shared, um, and it's by Caroline J. Sumlin on Instagram, and it's I think it sums up everything perfectly. It's a multi multi panel uh, post on Instagram, and she says uh, the thing that I'm sitting with in light of the Queen's passing is that we are angry with the institution white supremacy and all that the British and the monarchy specifically have done to uphold it. This passing is triggering this anger we have with this institution for all of the harm it has caused. An institution that Queen Elizabeth herself didn't construct but played a vital part in upholding as will her successor. We see this upholding with the leaders of our own country. White supremacy has such a power over us that we bow down to it without even realizing it because we have been conditioned to believe in its principles. The thing about white supremacy is that those who uphold it, especially those in power, would never say, I am upholding white supremacy and deliberately choosing to harm those beneath me. Instead, they would say, I'm doing things the way they've always been done because that's what I'm supposed to do. They would never dare go against tradition or doctrine. They genuinely believe that their positions of power are a divine order. The monarchy is clear evidence of the power of the institution of white supremacy holds over humanity. The royal family bows down to the institution, never questioning it, choosing it over humanity and even their own family. As Prince Harry and Meghan revealed, it's like a trap. We have every right to feel anger, grief for our experiences as people of the global majority and whatever else we're feeling about the Queen's passing. We have lost so much as a result of colonization that we will never get back. We never deserved this. White supremacy and the institution of white supremacy is what we are fighting. That is what we are fighting. That is what must go. So let us have this. (laughs) Let those of us who who are still Dealing with this not just on 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 national levels for respective countries, but on personal levels because of what we've internalized. Let us have this. That's all I got to say on that. Well,
1: I have one thing that I um that that you know I'm hopeful that it will change, that something will change, but I'm not. I don't have a huge amount of hope because we're talking about just like here in the U.S., you know, structural systemic racism that has existed for
0: centuries. Centuries.
1: (laughs) Yes. So um, the one, I don't know. You know, so so King Charles, um, the third now, Mm -hmm. uh, when he as Prince of Wales, he completely reinvented that role. And he really became a steward around climate change and environmental issues. And he did actually he was doing some good in the world where the sadness comes in for me now is that as he's now King Charles, the third, he can no longer in, be involved in any of those activities. Um, mm. Because as the monarch, as the king, he's, you know, you're you're neutral. Um, uh. So I hope that as william cuz now prince william will will become uh, mm-hmm. prince of wales i hope he um he takes some of that on this cuz he spent 50 years charles spent 50 years reinventing that role and you know cuz it was it really was as several roles within a monarchy you're just sort of a figurehead you know yeah. you cut ribbons and visit visit your um your territories (laughs) go on these tours to visit those you rule. Um, But he really, he did really reinvent and the Prince of Wales, that role and what it's there for and what he does. But he has to let go of all of that, Um, which, and I'm hoping he finds a way while he may have to let go of it, not to, not maybe not completely or encourage William to pick up where he left off and, you know, I don't know. I
0: just. There's. I hope there's-, there's, there's always hope. <laughs> Sometimes it's it's all it's all it's all we have. But but I think I think I think given here, here's here's the I think one of the silver linings between uh, uh, that comes from her lengthy reign as monarch is that her grandchildren William and Harry could grow up in in these times without the weight of that necessarily bearing down directly on them. So they had a chance to see what the world is really all about,
1: resulting
0: in, in, you know, Harry going, you know what? Nope, I'm I'm out.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to
0: help you prop it up. Exactly. I am. I am. I am out because it's not just. And their children as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So so that's sort of what. uh, gives me hope in this. Um, but uh, usually we have more headlines, but that—that that is, you know, the Queen's passing and all that has sprung up from it um, is, is dominating everybody's headlines. So ours as well. But there's only one other thing I want to make sure we leave without mention. Uh, uh, sorry, mention without leaving. Yeah, I said that <laughs> wrong. <laughs> is uh, have to give Serena Williams her flowers. Yes. Uh, um, as, you, as we all know, she uh, announced that she was evolving away from tennis and she played what might be her last um, uh, major matches in the recent U.S. Open. She made it to the third round and uh, just want to take the moment to acknowledge her and her sister Venus, but more specifically her because mm-hmm. Venus is not announced a, re- a retirement or anything yet. Um, mm-hmm. Just what she has done and the impact she's had not just on the game of tennis but as a, a role model for blackness in the game of of tennis and and talk about someone who who brought her full self uh to the to the game not just yep. her, her poise in the face of all the racist crap that came her way but also not be a, not being afraid to be her full emotional self on the court and then call out the hypocrisy when she was penalized for it. You know, when there are male players who do much worse and don't suffer nearly the, the the consequences. Um, So just in case you were living under rock and don't know about her, uh, she was ranked number one for 319 weeks including a joint record, 186 consecutive weeks, finished the year and number one five times, 23 Grand Slam singles titles, the most by any player in the open era, um, and the second most of all time behind Margaret Court, who incidentally is still alive and threw shade at Serena uh, for, for her accomplishments, because there's nothing that says, I'm old, white, bitter, and maybe a little racist then throwing right. shade at <laughs> uh, seriously. Oh my God. Um and so, so if you're not clear about what the open era means, um, it began in 1968. And before then, only amateurs were allowed to compete in Grand Slam tournaments. And then after the open era, professionals could compete as well. So arguably, Serena had a tougher time than Margaret Court. Um yeah, uh, because all of hers, all Serena's, were won during this Open era. Um, she debuted professionally at the age of, of fourteen. Fourteen,
1: I know. 14. What were you doing at fourteen?
0: I don't even remember what I was doing at fourteen. <laughs> Struggling with I algebra? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you know, it was. You know, one of my favorite things,
1: and one of my, or I don't know if it's favorite, but one of my most. Um, Mine, when, you know, all of these, you know, numbers about her, the statistics are really, you know, pointing to um, breaking ceilings and molds and Mm -hmm. really being a role model is that, you know, in in, um, she made, you know, in tennis, uh, she made 94 million dollars. And no one had no female tennis player had earned anywhere near that much. But what's really what I what's even more powerful is her off court earnings, which is three hundred and forty million. Yes. So it's not just being it's not just being this athlete, but a, a, a black businesswoman, you know, like being a role model in so many different ways, not just in the athlete, you know, athletic sense, and using that athletic, um, that um, power and um, and you know, work over there, and and using that for you know, in ever expanding greater ways, to you know, so that be, as a role model, you take on different different ways of being a role model.
0: Yes. Um, Yes. And and one of the things that we have to give both her and her sister Venus credit for was they were among the loudest voices, especially Venus, for making sure that women got equal pay for playing. And mended. Because because up to that point, just a few years ago, um, not that long ago, women were still making less for winning the same tournaments, Mm -hmm. even though. Even though people were coming to see them play more, right? They were filling wow, the yeah. stands more. You know, right. same thing with and the women. Paid less. The women's soccer team, which which recently also um, uh, had a sue and and settlement, was that yes, they will get equal pay, uh, right? As as well, winning winning World Cups when the men's team not even qualifying. And right. they were getting paid less as well. So, so for gender equity and the work she did towards that. Yep. Um, you know, yeah. Um, she bo- she boycotted uh the the Indian Wells um tennis tournament as one of the major ten- tennis tournaments in California because of um racial abuse that she was suffering. And she said, Nope, not gonna play it 14 years to so bring attention to that. Um, so, you know, um, Serena is, um, people once, uh, you know, would say arguably the greatest uh, woman athlete in tennis. I would say arguably the greatest athlete, period. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, we don't need to qualify it um, unless, remember, uh, the last major she won, she did while she was pregnant. Let's yeah. not forget that. And yeah. um, interesting enough, she did uh, Megan Markle just started a new podcast and her first mm-hmm. guest was Serena yep
1: yep I and know. she
0: and, and she talked about you know she talked about how you know during um, uh, a recent um, after a daughter was born uh, her daughter was in some accident and they had to take her to the hospital she was up all night with her daughter at the hospital and then went to play a match won that match but basically on on, on no sleep. Right. right. And and it was, and it was and we didn't know about this before now. Right. Because right. for her, it was like, I'm not using anything as an excuse. I'm going to go do the work. Well, you can't. You can't. Right. Not right. and not as a woman. Exactly. And
1: certainly not as a black woman. Exactly. Um, and and I love the fact that she's made it clear that evolving beyond tennis and all these things that you know, where, you know, she's reaching into and, and being involved with that, she makes it very clear. Part of that is also family. Yes. You know? um,
0: Yes. Yes. Um, And she is um, uh, Serena Ventures is her, is her startup and she's um, a venture capitalist and in um, and the company she's invested in 78% of them started by women and people of color. So um I love her, 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 true, her true legacy is only beginning right now. And Amen. she's, and she's a- been, Amen. yeah, the inspiration of so much of black tennis, Naomi Osaka, yes. Coco Goff, they all, you know, attribute, even black male players uh, attribute seeing Venus and Serena on the court winning mm-hmm. uh, and, and not just winning, but, beat in veteran established white players, as yeah. given, given them, given them hope. Like this could be a thing I do as well. So, um, so yeah, have to give Serena a shout out, give her her flowers, um, and acknowledge the greatness that that she is. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to just all the continued great things that, yep. that she goes on. Can't wait to, to see do. where she goes. Um, all right. Does. Yeah. So, okay. I think that's it for headlines for today. Um, that's keep...
1: enough. I think <laughs> we've. Um, I think we've made some enough people uncomfortable about the queen's death.
0: Seriously, ser- seriously. Um, if you go to my uh, Facebook page and also uh, our Instagram accounts, both mine, and Kelly's, uh, uh, Project Sanctus's, um, at Get Our Holy On, um, I've shared a lot of articles that really speak to. To not just uh, the 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 dark side of the of the queen's legacy and the monarchy, but also why people in parts of the world are not rejoicing about yeah. this, and why that's okay, why that's okay. And one of the things I shared was, um, yes, America was a British colony, but um, but but America stopped being a British colony a lot longer than than many other modern countries you've had some time to distance yourself and let's just say the effects of colonialism still present
1: (laughs) yes well they've had they've had a couple centuries on their own to set up their own colonies
0: exactly (laughs) exactly exactly so all the all the all the horrors that that america has wrought upon native americans um enslaved africans uh, you know that if you that that's a direct offshoot of colonialism yep. itself yep. right so it's just been perpetuated but but you've had your what I'm saying is you've had some time to distance yourself from the from the from the British monarchy some of us it's still close to home those wounds are still fresh yep. so 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 whether you agree <clears throat> or not extend some monicum of understanding for why some of us, Aren't shedding any tears um, for for this?
1: Yeah, I, I guess I would. Yeah, so I would encourage anyone who's who's getting defensive because you're not, you know, um, mourning properly. Uh, why are you so worked up about that? That's what I would ask somebody. Why are you so worked up that they're not? Someone's not mourning the way you think they should. Yes. Good question.
0: No. we can we're gonna leave you with that yes <laughs> we can leave you with that um our next time we will be recording this will not be next tuesday as we advertise because i will be traveling back from morocco it will be wednesday so we'll do a wednesday recording um i think at three and then another friday uh news wrap-up because we have not begun to touch about all the messes and some of the good stuff that's happening here right at home so uh Until next time or next week, I guess, we are signing off. Let's go get our holy.